How could someone simply saying hi make you immediately like them? It's a tough one. I don't know if I could describe myself on camera. I'm self-proclaiming myself as the best rapper in Louisville right now, right here. TikTok took it up as nice. Oh, this Jack Harlow shit kind of hard. Do I see a paper like oh, Jack yeah. Harlow does mention my name in the song. This new Jack Harlow song. It's currently going viral right now. In the upcoming remake of White Man Can't Jump, he'd have been nominated for three Grammy. Ladies and gentlemen, What is up, Daddy Gang? It is your founding father, Alex Cooper, with Call Her Daddy. Jack Harlow, welcome to Call Her Daddy. Thank you. I am so happy you made it from Vegas. Me too. That was like a close call. Couldn't wait to get out of there. Just like not the vibe to be in Vegas all the time. <laughs> Shit, it's not the vibe anytime, but... <laughs> Were you there for 24 hours? I was there for business, yeah. Mm, business. You no know. pleasure. Uh, you know, I, I take pleasure in business sometimes, mm-hmm. but yeah, I know what you're asking me. Nah. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't meet any ladies. I didn't spend any money, no. Okay, okay, <laughs> good to know. Um, I want to go back to the beginning because I'm like, already you sitting in this chair, Jack, the ladies are blushing. They're happy. They're cozy. They're like, oh, Jack's here. They all have a crush. But today we're going to make them really fall in love, I can tell. Okay, so we need to get to know you. Okay? (laughs) Okay. So we're going to go back to the very beginning. You grew up in Kentucky, born and raised. That's right. You just moved back. Yeah. Tell me, why is your hometown so... (laughs) (laughs) Why are you looking at me? Nah, just excited. This episode of Call Her Daddy is presented by David's Bridal. Size doesn't matter, fit does. Get the most perfectly fitting bridal gowns, bridesmaids, and prom dresses at David's Bridal. From sculpting satins to power mesh to booty ruching, David's designer gowns and dresses are known for five-star fit. Use code Daddy for 15% off all purchases during the month of March. This episode is brought to you by Visible. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where things just aren't what they seem? Like, I don't know, a wireless company with hidden fees? Well, here's one company that's keeping it real, Daddy Gang. Are you ready? Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Visible gives you one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan for additional terms and network management practices. See Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by CoverGirl. We don't gatekeep around here, which is why I have to tell you about CoverGirl's Lash Blast Cleantopia Mascara, now available in ultramarine black. This plant-powered clean vegan mascara delivers up to 300% more volume than bare lashes and brighter, more wide-awake looking eyes, all thanks to those ultramarine pigments for an intense black shade with hints of blue. Lash Blast Clean Topia Mascara, only from Easy Breezy Beautiful Cover Girl. Talk to me about your hometown and what it means to you. 
gosh, where do I start? Um, I mean, I growing up listening to rap music, you would hear artists talk about the cities they were from and just lift them up. And I was just like, damn, like Louisville needs that. And so it became a priority to me. Yeah. And um, I love where I'm from. I just love it. I love it. That's why I'm there. It just makes me happy. And I think it's like it's slow and it's laid back. Mm-hmm. A little different than yeah. L.A. Yes, very, <laughs> very, very. Um, Is it OK? You just said like you kind of like roll it off the tongue. You're like Louisville. Is it Louisville? You almost Louisville? got it. You almost got it. I'd say locally it's the Ville is yeah. more Vol. Vol. Louisville. 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 Yeah. It kind of just like in the throat. You're just like, oh. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, it just, it just it's slides not out. Louisville. It's buttery. It's, it's syrupy. Yeah. yeah. But like if you hear people say Louisville, do you give a shit? Well, not deeply. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm beyond my like correcting it stage. Yeah. It's just, it's not tasteful, but you peep it. You notice. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I, so I, my friends both went to college there, like my good friends. And Mm. then when I went for a wedding last year, Mm. I was trying to suss out the vibe because I was like, I want to say Louisville, but like I was trying to not like embarrass myself. So I just said Louisville, but then you just said I said it right. So I'm going to just keep saying Louisville. 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 Yeah, you're there. You're there. What do you think is the biggest misconception people have about Kentucky? That's a good question. Hmm. It's really good. I see why you're in the position you're in. You know what to do. I'm just getting started. You know what to do. <laughs> Trust me, I believe it. Um, <laughs> well, I'll tell you specifically, the city I'm from feels very misunderstood, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of like a national identity because Kentucky's so dominantly rural and Louisville is, is like a full-blown city. Like... With a downtown, tall buildings, like hundreds of thousands of people live there. So I think we feel a little misunderstood for that reason. So Louisville specifically, there's some misconceptions. I don't want to speak for the whole state, but there's always more than meets the eye. Yeah, there is. Like you. (laughs) What were you like as a kid? I wasn't allowed to play video games when I was really young, so I read a lot. What did you read? Novels on novels. It's really into Harry Potter. Um, I just read. I remember there was this series. I'm glad you asked, so I have a chance to shout it out. It's called Warriors. It was about these cats that lived in clans and tribes, and oh. it just had me fucking hooked. I was just yeah, I was I was deep in it. So um, I just loved books. Uh-huh. I don't know if I would be able to do what I was doing without the literature in my early life. I heard hip hop for the first time. I was like, shit, this rhythm mixed with expressing myself was just. I didn't realize you were a Harry Potter stan. Can we talk about that for a second? Well, I'm not a stan, but yes. Then what the fuck are you? You Fuck it, I'm a stan. Come (laughs) on, let's go. I just said. Oh, you're like easily persuaded. I'm easy, yeah. You're easy. Peer pressure, let's go, Jack. Uh, The whole time. Easily. I'm I'm very influenced, yeah. (laughs) Who's your favorite? Of the Harry Potters? Yeah. The characters? Yeah. Who was that Asian girl he was fucking with? <laughs> she was like there for a second. She had me. She had me weak. I can't <laughs> lie. She had me open reading that shit. <laughs> the details. J.K. Rowling used to bring it. I was in there nine years old. Pants tightening up. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is happening to me? 
<laughs> Do you think the first time you jerked off was when you were like at like the 16th chapter and you were like, all right, you got to put the book down and getting hard? Nah, I know what the first time I beat my dick was. <laughs> <laughs> Share with the class, Jack. <laughs> Damn, I just realized I've been waiting for a chance. <laughs> Just right up to Jimmy Fallon. I want to talk about it. No, so. <laughs> no one wants to talk about that shit. They'll yeah. bleep it out. They'll cut. But the somehow whole thing you're out. this is right up your alley. <laughs> this will be the whole promo. This will be it. I just remember. <laughs> I just remember. I remember first time I, I I tried to go there. It rose and it was like the feeling was so unfamiliar to me that I got all the way to near climax mm -hmm. and stopped i think i was 12 years old in middle school and i just stopped because i was like i don't know what's gonna happen if this busts <laughs> and so i went to sleep i just went to sleep and the next time i'm like fuck it i'm going all the way and i came an ocean but <laughs> you remember that feeling like what did you think to yourself i thought god damn i get it <laughs> this shit's all right <laughs> I love how you gave yourself blue balls for like the first time. You're like, I was, I was terrified. I didn't know because it just was rising and rising and rising. I'm like, where are we going? Great feeling. <laughs> you said that you weren't allowed to play video games. What was your house like growing up? Like, what was the dynamic? Who's in your house? What's going on? My two parents who love each other deeply to this day, and my little brother. Oh, nice. I owe a lot to my parents. I got good parents. You do. Yeah. And they're still together. They are deeply in love. Wow. Do you, so are you kind of like a romantic guy? You know, I, I was for a while. Oh, what happened? I don't know. I'm just deeply in my batch, in my batch stage right now. Like, not that I'm, I'm not, I'm not like necessarily cutthroat. Mm -hmm. I just like, I think when I was 21, I just seeked so much validation. And it gave me such a rush to make a girl feel special. And I, it was almost like, well, how many can I make feel special? Just to be honest. And. I think I, I didn't want to sleep by myself. Like I need, if, and if I was, I wanted to get on FaceTime with someone and fall asleep on mm -hmm. FaceTime. And something shifted where I want my space more than ever. And um, I'm in, I'm as transparent as I've ever been. And I'm just tell it what it is, and I I don't fucking I'm not worried if if it's not right for the other person. It's like let's keep moving. Yeah, peace out. So it's it's a different stage. I think it, something in the last like. 12 months probably uh -huh. something shifted i think i know it shifted but we'll get there um okay so you wait to hear your diagnosis yeah yeah don't worry we're going full diagnosis this is a therapy session just so you know yeah. are you in therapy yeah okay good well this is an extended version good you can tell your therapist we don't need our session this week i sit down with alex yeah it's already canceled you said <laughs> you said that you were like you were looking for validation Talk to me about what you were like in high school. Did you get the girls? Were you a loser? Were you bullied? <laughs> were you the bully? What was going on? Um, I could always get I could always get the girl I wanted. It's not like I was like I didn't have my way across the board, but I could get the cute girl. Okay. I could get the cute girl. I was I was well liked in high school. What were your friends like? I feel like that kind of like were you like an athlete guy? Were you a like chess player were you in the book club I, I started making music so early that the rapper category kind of got stamped on me really early so I would pass out cds in school and everyone knew I was chasing this for a long time mm -hmm. so I was in sort of my own category. category even locally I experienced a taste of fame from the age of like 14 on because I would go out in public and people would stop me and ask me for pictures just at other schools so it was unique. It was unique. 
I feel like I know, fuck, what was his name? Was it like Sammy? Do you know who I'm talking about? Sammy Adams. Sa- Sammy Adams from yeah. Philly. Yeah. And I remember, I know what you're talking about of like, I feel like a lot of high I school. I opened for Sammy Adams when I was 18 years old. Shut the fuck up. I was up. 18 years old. No one was there to see me. Aww. I was playing for his crowds. It was fine. It was right, right of passage. Right. First two, I ever went on like four dates on the East Coast. We drove ourselves out there. No one with us, just me, my DJ, and two of my friends. And we drove from every venue, and we opened up to a bunch of people staring at us like, who the fuck is this? Like, can can Samuel please come out here? Like, fuck. This, Samuel. This chat kid does not do it for me. And I was like, you know, no beard, glasses still on, like, oh didn't know how to cut my hair. Like, I was, it was raw. It was a very raw time, but it was character building. That's kind of funny, the juxtaposition of, like, you being a rapper and then having, like, your glasses and, like, maybe not, like, looking the part. Yeah, I think I, I think when I was younger, I really was, like, banking on that juxtaposition. I think I, I think I was like, ooh, this shock value is going to be what does it for me. And then I think I got to a point where I took the glasses off and, like, started, like, tending to how I looked, became slightly more vain, and I was like, I like looking in the mirror and being pleased. I, like, I don't really want to be tethered to these glasses, so... That's how the shift came about. Um, Were people in your hometown, like, I feel like sometimes people are assholes at that age, being like, you're a fucking loser, stop trying to make it. Were were people around you supportive, or were they like, you're dumb, move on? It was split. It it was polarizing for people. People were, it it was very divisive. Like, people either thought it was super tight that I was doing that, or they thought, like... From a distance, they never would say it to me. I was I wasn't stuffing the locker material. I was you know, I was walking through that motherfucker with broad shoulders. Like I wasn't I wasn't the high school quarterback, but like nobody was fucking talking right. to me, you know. But there were people that definitely thought it was lame yeah. and would shit on me. And I would hear from other schools that people thought it was lame. Like, oh, you fuck with that kid? That shit's terrible. So it was split. You know what's funny is, like, just so anyone listening, the ladies, like, I think there's something on Google, because I was going to give you merch, and I was like, oh, like, I I remember I met him at SNL, and, like, he's taller than I expected, mm. and online, there's something of, like, he's either 5'8", or he's, like, 6'2", mm. and there's, like, a misconception, and I think, like, people think you're shorter than you are, so I'm here to say, you're pretty tall. Thank you. So, yeah, you weren't getting stuffed into lockers. Thank you for that, you, too. You, you wouldn't have fit. That's right. Um, how would your teachers have described you back then? If they were British, they would have said cheeky. I was well-liked by my teachers, but I was not focused on school at all. Good grades, bad grades? Poor. Poor. Mediocre. Like D's or C's? C's and D's. Mm. Not failing. Getting mm. through, but like not mm. focused. Mm. Cheating endlessly. Oh. You know... It's a skill. Fuck. The thing is, at the beginning of high school, we signed like a, uh, did y'all have to do that? We signed like an oath. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, fuck, man. (laughs) They could take me to court because I didn't earn my shit. I'll tell you what. (laughs) How far would you go to cheat? Like, did you have any like tricks? I had tricks. Share the tricks. Now you're not in school. Trust me, I had tricks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I had tricks. I was, uh. I was just in with the smart girls in the, in the classes. I was in with them. Mm-hmm. You could send picture messages when I was in high school. Like, you know, obviously I was, I didn't grow up in the 60s, so <laughs> not joking. But if I had a vibe with a girl, she was coming through with 11 attachments. I'm like, 
she would bless me and I'd be like, mm, I owe you. Uh, so you're just I'm going to take care of you <laughs> because that is a love language right there, ain't it? <laughs> Baby, you help me cheat. Right. Oh. And you will How get... intimate is that though? How intimate is that? Oh. That is special. And I used to just put my arm around like you you held me down. I'm like, oh I owe you. I don't know what I owe you, but I owe you something. <laughs> We're gonna figure it out. <laughs> it was the attention. What you gave them or did you ever hook up with anyone that helped you cheat? I'm sure. I'm sure I did, but I don't think it was I don't know if it was a direct like <laughs> debt exchange when yeah, i did yeah, it yeah but coincidentally i may have uh-huh. but it was love it was love i always had i always had a lot of homegirls like okay that it didn't have to go anywhere it was just there's nothing like the company of a woman i know i'm in the right arena to be saying that but i really i deeply believe that like it's like it's so relaxed it is yeah we're pretty great yeah, yeah. but what i can imagine is like did you have a girlfriend in high school ever I did for a portion of it. How did that go over with her? If you having all these lady friends? Well, she's at another school. No. <laughs> uh, let me chill. I let feel like chill. you play you played a lot of games back in the day. It didn't feel like it. I just was me. I just was. I was. I like to. I just like to have friends. You get you it. You like to have friends with vaginas. It's like I want to move on because somehow the wounds seem fresh no matter how long ago it was. It's just like, yo, let's chill. Let's chill. <laughs> We're literally talking about high school and I middle know, school. He's I like, know. oh. So, yo, like, there's, she going to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> how many girlfriends did you have in high school? I had one. How long? A year. Oh. I was on the same shit I'm on now then. I, I'm, you know, playing the field, you know, chilling, seeing what's going on. Oh. Yeah. Assessing the situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. You are funny. Okay, we're moving on. <laughs> what was the major turning point in your career? If you had to say, like, one big moment where you're like, oh, people fucking know me now. I mean, what's popping was a huge one. Mm-hmm. There was little steps up till then. Like, there's a lot of people that approached me and tell me at different times in the late 2010s, they became aware of me. Like, had these records that would go viral on Twitter. From like 2017, 2018, 2019. So it was building, it was building, and then it was, and then it took this big jump with what's popping. And I remember pulling up at a red light, and the person next to me looking over and being like, and that was when I was like, oh, okay, it's here we go. Just I'm out in public. I'm not in my hometown, and people are stopping me. So that must be so crazy. Like now understanding that you always kind of were like recognizable in Kentucky. But then to go somewhere else and be like, oh, fuck, I think I'm like famous now. How do you handle that? Do you like it? It's very validating. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially overseas, like walking through New Zealand and Australia and people people know it's like you feel that's one of those moments where you take that time to pat yourself on the back. So it feels really good. It feels good. Do you like the New Zealand women? Yeah. What country have you like maybe like the most of the ladies? Who shows you the most love outside of the US? I really like London. Those women know how to talk. You know what I mean? They know how to talk. You like a woman that talks a lot? Yeah, and I like uh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you spun that a certain way. Yeah, not yeah. too much. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, but <laughs> To you, a point. Hey, you, let me tell you something. You are funny. You are funny. You're kind of funny, I too. I mean, I assumed you were. Yeah. But <laughs> this is proof right here. Okay, thanks. I just think the women over there, 
have a certain wit and mm-hmm. you know, a certain mm-hmm. you know they just are cheeky they're cheeky mm-hmm. and they feel like they read a lot of books growing up you like a strong confident smart woman all those sound good what's your type i just like sweethearts man i like sweet ass girls i like sweet ass girls so if a girl's playing a game with you are you like no like do you like a girl that's like hi jack like i like you or are you saying just like sweet nice hearted but like maybe they can kind of i'm not saying a girl has to like be a pushover let me Mm -hmm. walk all over her that's not what i mean by sweet i just mean that i don't like mean-spirited energy yeah at all and i don't like toxicity i don't that that's not one of my fetishes and i know that's that's going right now there's a lot of guys that are into that they love it i have no patience for it Mm -hmm. and i'm glad you asked about games i don't i don't want to play any game i just want to enjoy it and that's right now that's who i am right now if you ask me this when i'm when i turn 30 who knows maybe you're playing the games at 30 hopefully not maybe you're stirring up the toxic there's no telling i'm (laughs) just saying there it may shift from sweet to like yo i need a woman that is that challenges the fuck out of me and is at this level is above me this and that it's like it's just where i am right now like maybe you want a woman that's like making the bread i mean it doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world yeah you mentioned when you were talking about vulnerability i'm like what's your biggest insecurity when you were younger and like do you still feel that way i think when i was really young my teeth were Mm -hmm. pre braces my teeth made it you know when you're like eight years old and your teeth are fucked me too it's a common one Mm -hmm. that was one did you get braces where like you would like decorate with the colors on the little I think I had some blue shit going on. But like Halloween time you did do like black and orange? No, nah, but you did. I did and it was like disgusting. Like I look back and I'm like, it looks like there's like carrots and black beans in my teeth. It don't matter then. <laughs> but I no can one totally see that. I could totally see you at, at eleven years old. Oh my god, I had I had two big front teeth and no one wanted to finger me. <laughs> no one wanted to touch me Jack. Uh, i was always the girl like never on the top five never getting fingered never <laughs> damn 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 i got the craziest story about fingering okay sure i low-key wanted to take this shit to nbc but <laughs> we're here this, you already brought up fingering i just want to tell you about a pregnancy scare i had okay here we go in middle school okay here we go so I had this chick I was messing with, seventh, seventh or eighth grade, I think eighth grade. And um, she was touching me, I was touching her, and a little bit of pre-cum like, got on her hands and my, my hands. And you know about pre-cum, so. <laughs> so then I, I fingered my girlfriend in middle school. And the next day she hit me and she's like, yeah, I think I missed my period. And I'm like, now hold on. <laughs> and I start to, my mind starts racing. My mind starts racing, thinking about it all. And we meet up at the buses, and I'm like, you know I have pre-cum on my fingers when I was touching you. I don't know if, do you think? And she was like, and then days went by. And she, I remember, I swear to God, I remember, I remember it so vividly. She texted me. I asked her, I'm like, did you get it? And she's like, I still didn't get it. My period, and thunder struck outside my window thunderstruck and i was like fuck and i was so convinced this girl was pregnant and i couldn't tell anybody i had nobody to talk to like we're having a baby like my parents i couldn't have told them i even fingered somebody because it was like what the fuck are you doing fingering somebody (laughs) and uh little do you know if you told your parents they'd be like let us teach you a little thing about sex it would have been such a relief so it's my birthday weekend ruining my 13th 12th or 13th birthday oh 
And I remember being at school and I just like lean against the wall in the hallway as everyone's going into class and I just slide down the wall and put my head in my hands and start bawling. Like I start fucking crying because I'm so convinced I just got a girl pregnant and just ruined everything. And um, it was just dark, dark, dark. And then after school, I just was like down in the dumps. I couldn't tell anyone why. And then she came to me and she's like, I got my period. <laughs> I was so relieved. So relieved. But that was a, that was one of my first tastes of like grown up anxiety. Did you use condoms ever since? Yes. On my fingers too. <laughs> Wrap that shit up. You know it. Every time you have sex, you use a condom. Yeah. And everyone should. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had sex without a condom? I've always wanted to. You think you'll ever get a go? Maybe after marriage. Oh, you'll let it go raw. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it will feel like? I lost my virginity raw, actually. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and goddamn, it was great. In that moment, I was like, oh, shit. Because it had taken... It had taken me and her weeks to get it in because I didn't know you had to wet it up. So I was putting, I was putting dry on dry. I was putting a dry dick against a dry, and You're I like, was like, "This shit's huge." I'm like, "This motherfucker won't." Go. And then, and then, I just you Spit know, it, up. it on, <laughs> and suddenly, and then it just, it just fell in, and I was like, I, I remember I was in that motherfucker. I looked down her, I was like, "Oh, we gonna be here for a minute if I'm lucky," <laughs> and I started, woo, I started. We're gonna and, and then 45 seconds later, <laughs> so we like, gone. I was like, I gotta, I, I'm about to, I'm about to. <laughs> but I, I, it's so funny, it, it's so stupid, but it is an amazing moment when you first feel that, it. and it's good. It's, mm-hmm. I know they teach us around that time you're getting all this promotion, all this propaganda. Put a condom on. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, all right, all right. You're like, come on, like. <laughs> I'm going to, but on my first go, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have a barrier between me and that motherfucker. I wanna feel that shit. Thank God I did because I I was like, this is why this is humanity. I felt humanity in one stroke. I felt the cause of humanity in one stroke. We know you love Dua Lipa. Mm. What other celebrities are you crushing on? There's someone, but I don't think it's mutual, so Oh. I don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, but like, what if you like put it out into the world and it like? And it's not time yet. It's not time. It's you not give time us a hint. She's beautiful. Well, fucking obviously. Well, there's only a few that are. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're doing great. What does it say? Just in case you were doubting yourself. About this interview. Yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. You're doing great. Thank you. I like your purple pants. Your pink outfit. It goes. Did you match it to the studio or just that? happen chance like it didn't i didn't match it to the studio but there was something about the fit that felt appropriate you kind of look like you're the host of this show you fit more into this room than me at the moment but you run this shit let's mm-hmm. be fucking honest mm-hmm. the fuck but i i i'll tell you i'll give you something okay i like a girl next door anyway mm. so i don't need any internet presence i like i like me a librarian mm. i like a waitress would you like a nurse you don't know me you don't know me. <laughs> you must not know. <laughs> what? I love, I'm, I've written a song about nurses. We really? Girls wear scrubs in my shows. And I'm not being funny. Okay, let's role play. You're trying to impress me. 
you're taking me on a date. Yeah. Walk me through what we're doing, where we're going. What's the vibe? Hmm. I really like going to dinner, and obviously that's not revolutionary, but that's just one of my favorite pastimes, honestly. I love going out to dinner with or without a girl. Like, I just love it. I think I would just set up a plan and just tell you what it is, and we run it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not the most extravagant, mm -hmm. but I would. I like to be somewhere quiet. I don't want. I don't want music blaring. I don't want to be yelling over something. I want to be with you in a dark corner, in a booth, and I want us to be able to get as close as we want to get, and, you know, exchange smiles, whisper in each other's ear, like, true intimacy. That's like if I really want to go on a date with a girl, I want to be. I don't want to go to a movie. I don't want to go do an activity. I want to be. I want to be how you and I are right now, but it, there just ain't no marble table between us. Like, I want to be on each other. When was your last serious relationship? Sometime in the last couple years. How long did it last? A couple years. Have you ever been in love? I'd like to think so. How many times? Potentially once. Well, I hear people describe love and I'm like, God damn, like, that is something. That is something. But... I don't know if I've been intoxicated. Like, I felt deep infatuation. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I've been in love with someone once. I've been in love with someone and loved someone. and I've felt that. But I don't know if I've felt the highest heights I've seen other people go. I've seen people just lose themselves in it. And yeah. it's like, I'm not. it's not a criticism of it. I'm more just like, wow, like, that is a deep rush. Like, I ain't never. Had that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I bet you will one day. Thank you. And then I think maybe you'll say, Ooh, like now I'm really in love. Well, that's how it seems to go, right? I mean, my high school mm -hmm. girlfriend, like, there might have been a sense of like, oh, we're in love, and then you have another one after that, and you're like, no, this is it, and then you have another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't you? That maybe is just also life. Like, maybe you're not capable in high school. Like, you actually were in that moment in love of what you were capable. Yeah, of and you just keep dialing in your preferences, mm -hmm. and suddenly you're with somebody that fits where you're at right then, right. and you're like, oh yeah, this is what the fuck I've been looking for. Yeah, a brunette yeah. that's sweet in a nurse outfit done oh you just gave me chills what the fuck <laughs> this episode is brought to you by visible have you ever found yourself in a situation where things just aren't what they seem like I don't know, a wireless company with hidden fees? Well, here's one company that's keeping it real, Daddy Gang. Are you ready? Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide. Visible gives you one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan for additional terms and network management practices. See Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by new Garnier Fructis hair filler with vitamin C, G. Many things can damage your hair like heat styling and bleaching, but the all new Garnier Fructis hair filler systems can reverse up to one year of damage to your hair smoothness in just one use, giving you up to 79% stronger hair and up to four times less breakage. And all Garnier products are approved by Cruelty Free International 
under the Leaping Bunny program. New Garnier Fructis hair filler, pre-shampoo, shampoo, conditioner, and serum are available now on Amazon and at Walmart, Target, Ulta, Drug, and select grocery stores. Learn more at GarnierUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whatever business you're running, wherever it's at, Shopify is here to help you do your thing and more. Whenever someone is buying merchandise from me, I am using the Shopify app. Get the support you need to grow with Shopify, Daddy Gang, if you have something that you are selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I want to discuss some of your song lyrics. You say, <sighs> I'm vanilla, baby. I'll choke you, but I ain't no killer, baby. Mm. <laughs> You're smacking the delivery. <laughs> On a scale of vanilla... To kinky, where are you at in your sex game? Five. Five. Weak ass answer, right? Come on. Well, it's just like I have, mm-hmm. I have my kinks. I can't front, but I also, if you ask the woman I'm with, it's like they're like, God damn, I wish I could get this guy to just fucking arch his back on top. I'm like, I'm not arching my back. <laughs> You're not putting nothing in my ass. Like, I'm sorry, it's me, it's me. It's just so. Everybody's got their thing, but I had to be coaxed. I had to be taught. I had to. I had to learn. Hmm. I had to learn how to talk during sex. Yes, you I were a mute. Well, when I was nineteen, yeah, I was just like I was a breather. <laughs> <laughs> but I started to. I started to figure that out, and so you know, people ask for what they want, and you're like, some of it, you're like, okay, this is actually turning me up. But then some of it, like the lyric in the song, is like. I'll do that for you, mm-hmm. but it's not making my dick harder. Mm-hmm. But I know it's not. It's not about me oh. in that moment. Can you help me understand? We got vanilla and we got kinky, and you're in the middle. So I'm gonna say something to you, and you're gonna tell me if it's vanilla or kinky. Okay. Missionary sex. The best. As good as it gets. It's that corner booth and sex form, <laughs> ain't it? <laughs> Don't you think sometimes people think missionary would be vanilla? But if you do it the right way. I know they think it is. It's fine with me. Mm-hmm. That's how we got going, though. That's how the Homo erectus was. The, like, that's that's default. Like, let's just face facts. It's default. Mm-hmm. We've been over-sexualized as a culture. And motherfuckers don't want to look each other in the eye anymore. Mm-hmm. And put their nose on each other's nose. Mm-hmm. And put their tongue down each other's throats while they're getting strokes. <laughs> like, come on. Like... There's nothing better. There's nothing better. And everybody has their own preferences. That's fine. It's not objective, but it feels pretty close to objective. Like, what? You can get in there. Like, yeah. In there. But I think some people really don't want to look at each other. Because they're like, I fucking hate you, but just let's fuck. But you're yeah. not like that. You're making sweet love. Typically. Every once in a while, you got to roll a motherfucker over. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
What is your favorite sex position? We are, we just spent the last 10 minutes you, on that it. That is it? If I didn't ask you. You don't know what they call me? <laughs> no. Wow. What do they call you? You know I make music, right? <laughs> MJ. MJ. No, they don't. You call yourself that. Nah, that's... I don't know why. I got that nickname as a young child. My grandma really? called me that at two years old. Missionary Jack. <laughs> why? I was, I was two years old. My grandma, you know, that Simba had that shit. Yeah. She wiped some of that shit on my head. And she's like, he's going to love missionary. <laughs> what do you think about whips and chains? Obviously, it's in your song. I like no whips and chains, but uh, you can hold me down. It's a no-go. I'm vanilla, baby. I choke I you. I love your takes on my voice. <laughs> She's 28 telling me I'm still a baby. <laughs> no, nah, I don't like whips and chains. I don't want to be tired. I don't. Sucking her toes. Who's? The girl you're hooking up with. If she said Jack... It would take the right woman. There's someone that could bring it out of me, though. I know it. Maybe it's the person earlier that you said you didn't want to say it. But. Perhaps. Yep. <clears throat> Sexting. Crucial. Crucial. Hot take. Are you the guy that's sending paragraphs? Oh, the romance novels? <laughs> Are you putting like... Th- <laughs> then I bend you over and breathe in your ear. Like, nah. Furthermore, we move forward. <laughs> I do a lot of, I just like to read <laughs> with my left hand. <laughs> just gonna keep going. Keep that too. <laughs> I like quick fire and that's how I text. I like oh. to send eight words, six words, five words, one after another. Mm-hmm. So I'll send, I'll send somebody 13 texts in a row. I just hate when I read the paragraph, if a man has ever sexed me and it's like first and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. It's like then moving forward it go- and you're like, let's just. Yeah, I mean, that'll make you soft. I can't <laughs> lie. Once they go like that, you're like, yeah, that's a good effort. <laughs> My next question was a finger in the butthole. I don't want nothing in my ass, but I don't mind somebody. Uh, you know, sifting, 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 credit carding, you know, oh. what I'm <laughs> that's very Jack. intimate. I like being, uh, I like being a little spoon anyway. So uh, I don't mind somebody scratching my bag and then saying, what about a little lick? I can, I can fuck with that. I can be, I can get cleaned out. <laughs> I see why you run this shit. You are funny. <laughs> you are funny. You're, I feel like your DMs are going to be scary after this episode. Daddy gang goes hard. Girls, listen to this. Only a few. I'm just joking. Well, how do you feel about hand jobs? Traumatized. I mean, my first pregnancy almost came from one. So, uh, I remember I, I, I used to love me a hand job. Really? And I still... I still, I, I'm a fan. It has to be moisturized, but yeah, I like it. But I just remember I, that girlfriend I had. She used to stand in front of me at events when I, and she would just work my shit over my jeans. I swear, I'd look at that motherfucker later. That bitch was bruised, <laughs> but at the moment it was like, God, over the jeans, you over know, the pants, I was just working job. my shit. I'm leaving there. Oh, yeah. I've never given one of those. Do you suggest? It's too late for you. <laughs> it's too, too late, late for it's you now. You passed that period. <laughs> What's your best skill in the bedroom? R and D. 
Rhythm and dialogue. <laughs> Rhythm and dialogue. Mm-hmm. Rhythm. Underrated. Just like me. Misunderstood, too. <laughs> uh. Do you think you're misunderstood? I just, I guess I just feel like... <laughs> I, I guess I just feel like I wish I fit in. I don't know. What are you saying in the bedroom? What are you doing over there? Are you a t- now after you went through your breathing phase? Because that's like. Because now I don't breathe. There is. <laughs> I had I had work to be done and yeah. met somebody older than me, and so I think it just turned my my dialogue up. They said, "Let me teach you." Yeah, and it got out of it. Just became very like, express what you feel right now. Just express it. You don't need no lines you wrote earlier. Say what you feel right this moment. So to anyone watch it out there, <laughs> that's what I recommend. Literally, stream of consciousness is the best thing you can do. Like, what are you feeling against your flesh right now? Describe it. If you can vividly describe it, talk about it, talk about how you feel about it, what you want, what you want for them. Say it. Let it be known. Literature. Are you good at detecting if a woman is faking an orgasm? Damn. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. It's so sad. sad. So many women have probably faked it. <laughs> uh, you're awesome. <laughs> like, think about all the women. I mean, surely, <laughs> surely. Don't want to go to dinner later. So. For sure, because <laughs> you're going to pay and like, yeah, you know on. what it is? Come on. <laughs> they it want up. the Uber ride home. Take it up. <laughs> come on. <laughs> uh. Let's talk about your new single. It is really good. Thank you. It's like. It's nice to see you say something so <laughs> earnest. I know it was hard for you. I know you're switching right back into character here shortly, but that moment meant a lot to me. <laughs> it is really good. Thank you. It's so catchy. It's it's the Jack Harlow we know and love. And I think it must. Can you talk to me, though, how it must feel like when you see it's like so popular right now, trending on, as we know, TikTok is so important right now for like music also. Mm-hmm. What does it feel like when you wake up and you're like, everyone's making a fucking TikTok about my song? Impact is always so validating. And I dropped an album earlier this year called Jackman that I would say like wasn't even in the tiktok universe Mm -hmm. obviously there's people on tiktok because so many people on there that Mm -hmm. took it in but it wasn't a tiktok moment the way this has been or first class has been and that album meant the world to me and it was extremely introspective and personal and i love it it might be my best work thus far and then to pivot back into something that is high octane just fun and like Mm -hmm. it comes on and it's like it's not it's not serious. It's like let's enjoy ourselves. Feels really good because yeah. a lot of what I was making this year is intimate. It's intimate. It's for the headphones, it's personal experience. This song is like mm-hmm. you can feel it at, you want to play it at a show. Yeah. Yeah. Is that annoying though? Like as musicians watch, it's like it's kind of wild how influential TikTok is right now. Of like there are people that their whole career started because they hit one beat and one song and people are like, who the fuck is this? Mm. So like, is it annoying? Do you ever have to think of like, 
what's going to work and like what would maybe be better on social media? Well, for example, like that album I put out, I didn't make a single TikTok for it because it was like, this ain't that. But this song I knew, like, I had such a feeling about it. Like, I just want to, because I know as soon as it came on, I was playing it for people. And it just felt like something like the masses need to hear this. So, of course, you put some thought into like, yeah, I feel like this is going to, they're going to fuck with this. Um, But I don't know if it's annoying. I mean, it's. It's where fucking culture is, and culture yeah. continues to move. There was something 10 years ago that was happening to the music industry that was so annoying for people. I mean, the streaming switch, there's yep. a world of people like, oh, this is... And TikTok is a, is a weapon. It's a vehicle, and of course, there's people that are working on there, but longevity is longevity, so we, we're going to eventually see who translates it to something more, but it's the weapon right now. Yeah, it's, what it's it crazy. Is. It's so... It's unbelievable. Fucking, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. What um, what is your writing process like? I like you in this bag. You do. I know you had this in you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm a businesswoman. Like I no, respect no, I, the I can tell. I'm joking. We I'm, can like joke around. And I talk see how about much that. range you got. Thank you. My writing process. Typically, I walk through life, have conversations, and I'll say something to somebody, like we're talking here, mm-hmm. and a first line will appear to me. And I'll be like, oh, that's a good way to start a song. And I'll just write the first line down. And suddenly I'll have this collection of first lines on my notes. So then I go in the studio and a beat plays. And if I love a beat, I put it on and I start running through the first lines and saying different first lines on the beat. And one of them just Hits. will slide right into place. Like it'll just be like, and then my song starts. It's not always what it is, but for me, that is what has happened to me so many times. It's like I come up, and if you notice a lot of my songs, I put an emphasis on the first line. Like mm-hmm. I really care about the first thing you hear being like okay here we go and like tyler hero for me the ones that hate me the most look just like me like that was something i just had been wanting to say and you're just waiting for a beat to place it that's so interesting yeah and then you take the other ones and hold them until you find another beat for them yeah yeah or something and then you have the occasion like on loving on me Vanilla Baby was, I heard the beat, and he was talking about, I don't like no whips and chains, and I was like, okay, I get the subject matter, and the first thing I thought of was like, oh, Vanilla Baby, and you just mumble something out, and you're like, okay, I'm in a groove, let me lay this down, so sometimes the beat dictates it, you just get a feeling. That's so crazy, so do you, a lot of times, go in there, and since you're recording, like, you'll just say a bunch of random shit that will stick, and then you can listen back, and be like, oh, I like what I said? It's, it's like, it gets too messy for me. Yeah. And then you end up loving how you did something and you compromise. You write a weak line just because you want that bounce. Mm. So I try. I prefer to have the words written before I go in the booth. Yep. And a lot of my songs are one take, like first time I laid it down because I, it was so it was practiced before I got in there. Yeah. How long? So it, it doesn't take you that long to record a song. Depends if it's going. Most good songs don't take long because you're not getting in the way of. There's no self-doubt flooding it. Like, it's just flowing. And whatever's sending it down to you, you're vomiting it out instead of like, oh, I shouldn't say that. Oh, they're not going to like that. Oh, they're going to like this. That's when you get stuck and you only have three lines and it's been two hours. Yeah. But when it's going, it's just, wow. it's you can't stop it. What is it like when you go into the studio? I feel like so many people have like a certain vibe they need. Like, are you do you have a lot of people in the studio do you have no one do you set a vibe do you like candles do you need certain snacks like what's your? i used to want to be alone i didn't want i didn't want people in there i thought 
I don't want to be judged. Yeah. I want to be able to be myself. And I actually realized what brings me out is an audience, mm -hmm. someone to impress, oh. whether that's the producers in the room. Maybe I invite a girl through and you just activate your swag a little bit because you want to walk out of the booth and have those two people, those four people be like, yo, you fucking. Because yeah. they're a crowd of 10,000 people in that moment. Right. So if you have someone to impress, it goes a really long way. I'm always impressed by people that can like, I can write really intimate introspective stuff alone because i'm alone yeah but to make bangers like where i'm popping shit and it's compelling and has conviction i need an audience that's i i could see that like you almost start to flex a little bit more and like you'll go for stuff more yeah, you posture and yeah. you're like you, you're trying to you know you're trying to impress the person in the room and oftentimes they made the beat and so it's this exchange right. they play you the beat and they're like you gotta fuck this up and you're like i'm about to fuck this up for you and you go in there and you lay something you come out y'all both listen to it and you start and it's like, it's euphoric. All you want in that, because there's no one else there. All right. you want in that moment is the people you're with to be like, you killed that. Right, that's fire. You might write based on who's there because you know they'll like if I do this. I'm so happy for you. I feel like why I love doing this is because like, as much as we joke, like getting to know you, being younger, running through the streets, like giving your mixtapes out, handing people CDs. Like, it's cool to see someone that always knew what they wanted to do and then doing it even if you don't have like the biggest stage and like still running with it and then to get to where you are now and seeing your success like thank you congratulations it's really thank cool you. you strike me as somebody that's very driven and knows what they want to so i appreciate that thank you thank uh. you um what should fans expect to see from you next i'm active i'm 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 feeling good i can't lie I'm ready to keep coming. I ain't, I ain't going on hiatus. I'll mm -hmm. say that. Yeah. Uh-huh. More coming. Oh, yeah. I think we want that. I'm hungry. I know we want that. I'm hungry. I'm very, I'm very hungry. I can tell. I have a chip on my shoulder. And you should keep it that way. I will. For as long as I can, it's going to be sitting there. I'm really excited to see what comes next for your career. This new song is amazing. Obviously, we all want another album, tours, all the good things, but... <laughs> For now, we will take the song, and I love it. Thank you. I really do. Thank you. It's such a vibe. I've been listening to it like an annoying amount. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. That's what I need. Jack, thank you so it's much. It's been for a coming. pleasure. I'm not just saying it's that. It's fun, it's right? It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you for taking it easy on me, Loki. <laughs> you didn't really give me a choice, but I didn't want to like disrespect you and like push you too oh, that's much. That's nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for coming on Caller Daddy. Thanks for having me. We did it. We did it. That wasn't that bad, right? That was wonderful. That was fun. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit.